This is a homebrew podcast. Welcome everybody to Howard Chill Live, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play live show talk show. <laughs> Starring Ian. Hey guys, I'm Ian. Play Ambrose Busant. Andy. Hi everybody, I'm Andy. I play Pickles, though right now I'm currently showing as Ferric. Oh. <laughs> oh, you sure are. <laughs> That's you amazing. Your, uh, best Ferric voice. Oh, I can't do a Ferric voice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, it's easy. You'll just it's just uh... the fuck up, Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow your guys' panels got crisscrossed. Oh. Crisscrossed. Christopher there we Cross. go. Fix it. Fix it super quick on the fly. <laughs> we got Katie joining us this week. Hey, everybody. I'm Katie. Uh, I play Adalia Rowan. And Austin. Now in his proper spot. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, playing uh, Ferric the Grave Singer. And as always, I'm Cody, the Dungeon Master. This is a very special live episode of Power Word Chill. Unfortunately, this week... Um, Nathan couldn't join us. He's on vacation, so no insights on Atreides, unfortunately. We'll have to get those next Power Word Chill. I do have some a bit of some somber news. I don't know if you've heard the news, um, but Tyrell had to step away from the network. He's got a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. He's getting ready to film music video for his band and all kinds of stuff, and it just just got to be you know one one straw too many. He had to kind of let the dice fall where they may. So for now, he's living how he wants to live and dying how he wants to die. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> Mostly living how he wants to live, just to be extremely yeah. clear. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. Yes, I know. I know. But you know, just caveat. Right. So the failures have been on quite a journey. Since I took over, you've uh, completed your exodus to Everton, which has been kind of a goal that I've had for you guys for a while to get you through the the scariest parts of theocracy to Everton and onward to the Dragon's Horde that's been looming since like episode three. Episode two, my guy. Two, <laughs> we were just talking about it before we started streaming. Literally since episode two, this has been like theoretically the big goal. Get right. to Everton so we can get to the dragon treasure. So how's everybody feeling about it? You know, we've come a long way. A lot of people haven't made it, but <laughs> for Rest the ones that are still here. Rest in peace. Over silence. <laughs> um I'm feeling good. I'm excited. Um I had sort of forgotten that we were going to have to visit Christopher's family. Like, I know we talked about it, that Christopher's family mm -hmm. was in Everton, but I had sort of, like, blocked that out somehow until <laughs> we were, like, at the gate. And then I was like, oh, my God, we have to talk to Christopher's mom and explain <laughs> what happened to her child. Uh, so I'm a little apprehensive about that. But overall, I'm really excited to be in a new city where hopefully we're not going to get hunted by Inquisitors. I mean, you never know, but... Could be cool. Yeah, I guess you never know. Anything's possible. 
I mean, we've I was... got a solid 50% survival rate. Like, I think we're... Yeah, yeah, I think it's less than 50%. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus or minus. There's a margin for error. Something like that, for sure. <laughs> How is Pickles feeling right now? Pickles is going through it. Pickles, a lot. Pickles, is, Pickles is not doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, halfway through, Pickles lost who she was, and we never really worked on getting Pickles' actual memories back. So at this point, Pickles has more memories that aren't hers than she does of her own. Um, So uh, I feel like Pickles is going to be having some very philosophical discussions of at what point do you not be yourself if... All of your memories are not your own. Are you still pickles if most of your memories are Eric the Terror? Yep. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's a valid question. Theseus is pickles, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Pickles and pops are going to be having some serious discussions <laughs> in the corner about what what is existence. <laughs> it's pretty long winded, but there's like a thought exercise about like where does your soul lie or whatever and a lot of people will draw the conclusion that their soul is basically the sum of their memories and i always thought that was rather interesting because i do agree that like you know if you changed all my memories i wouldn't be the same guy Mm -hmm. but at what point especially in a fantasy universe where souls Mm -hmm. are like a real tangible thing Mm -hmm. like at what point does that happen in a in a setting like this i also don't know if we ever really clarified if pickle's soul is still intact or right. I mean, I guess like is it clarify that is it intact and there's an evil little man in her head or is it like <laughs> half pickle soul half evil little man soul like we never figured that out for sure did we right are they weirdly died? combined like you just put them all in a jar and shook them together <laughs> and now they're yeah one in the same but yeah two, yeah and how how that like i'm curious about like how much of christopher has got to come to the forefront because i'm also convinced that like christopher is in there too yeah mm-hmm. yeah this like, is worst case scenario and on phases there's just so many people <laughs> going on right now. a lot of people in pickles tiny little body having two souls is yep. a lot having three is gonna you know yeah yeah the soul globe and shake it up and <laughs> yeah. and shake out. pickles and see who starts talking like an edge of sketch just yeah. like oh my god start over fresh Which and see what it today there you go yeah that's a, that's a concept yeah um how about so, ambrose and ferrick yeah i was gonna say ambrose you, you left your dad in the theocracy i mean that's i know you got a lot on your mind good riddance uh, yeah i I'm super glad that we're getting to Everton. Uh, The journey, as we all know, has been a very turbulent uh, experience. And I'm very glad to be uh, just pushing forward. But um, yeah, I'm glad we dropped dropped our dad off at uh, our dad, my uh, Ambrose's dad. (laughs) Just a collective party dad. Yeah, just collective dad, you know. Uh, Just really glad to... um, Put him on standby, and then just moving forward. I'm really glad. To I was gonna keep say pushing. the last living father, but Pickles is dead, still alive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
As far as we know. Actually, Is Farrakh have a father? Are Farrakh's parents alive? I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, Farrakh has parents, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll the parents. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Farrakh's parents are, you know, like, alive and well. Oh. Um, and I was also trying to think of, like, what kiln, like, social dynamics look like. You know, mm-hmm. like, what it does does the whole tribe raise children together or mm. is it like still broken up into individual families yeah. so um do they i don't lay know eggs? do they lay <laughs> eggs i don't know i hope not i really sure do hope not you don't uh, like egg baby i really don't like the idea of coming out of an egg like big in in me like i've never thought about my life as an egg before and now i'm you don't watch uh, egg. I'm upset. yeah did we talk about it on a previous power word chill how you like don't like what was it is eggs. it like no not eggs but like anthropomorphized is yes. it mascots did we talk about that Ooh, on a previous yes. one i can remember no it, it, it's um when animals do human things oh i'm sorry mm-hmm. i knew it was something like that like, from a philosophical standpoint i'm like mm-hmm. yeah destroy the like human hierarchy yeah mm-hmm. like you know, bring up some animals <laughs> but um please don't I, I i know i'm gonna say please don't and that's the only <laughs> thing that I get in my inboxes uh but like dogs riding bikes it's like okay. really upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for some reason, bulldogs on skateboards are fine, but dogs riding bikes, mm. it's just the way that their body contorts to like put their feet yeah. on the pedals. And yeah. Like, <laughs> look like they're lost. There's just like no soul to be. Uh, and it, it just freaks me out. Or, um, the like the scene in, uh, if anybody's seen Antichrist, where the, yeah. where the is like chaos right. I'm just like <laughs> But see the reason that sticks out to me is that you play all of these like anthropomorphized non human characters yeah. in D and D and I think it's so funny. Live by the sword, die by the sword, apparently. Apparently. Uh I did have a, a scrapped character idea where I just played a like a dog with a little voice box. And it, he's just a normal dog. <laughs> that would be fun. Sure. Uh, Make a ranger class. Talk yeah. yeah. An awakened, yeah. uh, yeah. awakened dog. Intelligence of 10. <laughs> With a voice box. I keep seeing Don't a meme going around where it's like, my meet my new character, a piece of cheese. It's being held by a sentient uh, mage hand. <laughs> <laughs> I see that one. Yeah, I, I like the weirdest characters possible, so I like keep wanting to push and push and push and be weirder and weirder and weirder until eventually <laughs> someone tells you to stop. My own horrors. <laughs> until you are a dog riding a bike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but the character's the bike for some reason, and the dog is just like its friend that helps yeah. it like get around. Yeah. Just an ornament. <laughs> it's your ranger companion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the dog is your ranger companion. You're the bike. <laughs> so, Cody, I think this is a good one for you from the chat from Seth. 
Have things gone off the rails from what you expected them to since you've started? Um, yes and no. In ways, I was able to, you know, anticipate various things that you guys would do. Like, I knew you guys would go off the script at uh, Ordemal during mm-hmm. the game. <laughs> I just didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't plan on the drug trip. But I, I, do, I do know a lot about, like, Pickle's memory uh, problem. So it was pretty easy for me to come up with some, like, examples. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but I, I did not plan on that. Um, <laughs> I, I would say you guys have been pretty... I don't want to say predictable, but I've been able to come up with uh, a varying gauges of, like, okay, if they do this, I'll do that. If they do this, I'll do that. If they do something totally crazy i don't know what i'll do i'll have to think of something (laughs) if if ambrose shoots the head of the inquisition and then kills gnome in the street (laughs) i had a contingency for you guys getting caught there i really had kind of hoped you would in a way but i knew you wouldn't go down without a (laughs) hot cloud fight never i mean if there's one thing that you can say about the Mm -hmm. failures besides the fact that we tend to run away from problems is that we're really good at running away from them though. Yeah, like yeah, once yeah. we really decide to run away, we have like somehow built ourselves up to just be real good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent number, at a chase. The number one thing that's gotten completely out of hand is Pokey. <laughs> did yeah. not plan for that scenario. That's supposed to be the BB guy, the big bad evil guy's like master sword. And he doesn't have it anymore. You guys have it. Uh, and it's Sorry. alive. And it's like <laughs> gaining powers, you know, the, the more you guys interact with it, it's like trying. To, I, I keep telling you, it keeps trying to move on its own. It hasn't yet, but it keeps trying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And yet, we'll see. It, it gave in to the whole carrots thing. Like, Hope just to be really out hungry. of it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wear it I'm really worried about Pokey. I, I keep thinking about it. Like first thing, yeah. such, when the session starts, I'm like, "Where the hell is that sword?" Making sure that no one's gonna do that thing. As soon I mean, as it sprouts like crab legs, I'm getting, like, <laughs> yeah, back of holding forever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, are there actual rules, or is it a homebrew mechanic in one of my other games where you can like break out of a bag of holding? If you're That's in a good there, question. I don't know how the rules we... are. We have a rule in my home, like my home home game, my in-person game. How often does game. that come up that you guys got to have a rule for it? Right. Um, <laughs> relatively often because I I play, it's my first D&D character. I played this character for like six years, um, but she is a halfling and uh, she has a necklace of adaption, adaptation, so she doesn't need to breathe, kind of like pickles. So, when they need to do something, like, the rest of the party needs to do something, and, like, we don't have enough, like, enough casts of fly, or whatever the situation is, they just put her in the bag of holding. Yeah. Until such time as it's appropriate. But, it's come up enough where it's like, can I get out of the bag? Like, you know, trouble is happening? Yeah, with pickles. I I don't know if there's any (laughs) official rules on that. No, you're done. You're done. If you get trapped in the bag of holding, ain't no way to get out. I mean, if they just have it, like, sitting on a desk, I imagine that you could probably climb out. But if it's, like, Mm -hmm. you know, clasped and on your belt or whatever, I think that it's closed. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't if know. you have like an ability to fly, I would assume like I would rule that in a way cuz like but there's yeah. nothing. It's like an empty planar space. Pokey's going to grow wings. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like I, I will I will tune to it if it gets wings. I will tell you no, that. No, you will That's, not. Absolutely I can't say no not. to a wing sword, all right? <laughs> Um, there is a question that we got from Discord earlier, which is, if your character could go back in time and do one thing different, what would it be? From Grant, actually. But I was thinking about it before we started recording, and I wanted to say something maybe about, like, Adalia not leaving her sister to go undercover as Miss Scarlet so she could stop her sister from leaving and thus stop her sister from theoretically dying. But I really think what she would have changed is not letting anyone near Marcus. Like, she took Marcus's sword when he handed it to her. Ooh. We didn't know anything about mm. that sword. Why did she do that? Yeah. And then it killed Spock. You Buck. couldn't have known. You couldn't have known. Who could have known? I know. But we knew <laughs> he was up. i like that in my career. He was up <laughs> to no good. And we should have known that. But yeah. all of this to say, uh, no more evil so Like, the, we've already lost a person. We have explicitly lost a party Pokey member. Pokey can change. Pokey yes. can change, okay? No, he can't. With a strict... Not if Ambrose never gives him back. Man, that's crazy to hear that that weighs <laughs> on you and that way you blame yourself for that. I mean, that's... Mm -hmm. All, that's I, all the time. Whenever crazy. anybody brings up bunk, that's what I think about. I'm going to have to Marcus torture you hand... with that information. Great. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, no, that was all I... That is the one, because Adalia kind of lives a, she's lived such a hard life, full of really hard choices, that, like, if she, if she second-guessed all of her choices every time something bad happened, she would just go crazy. But that is the one thing I wish I wouldn't have done. I was all wrapped up in, like, the tragedy of Marcus's story, and so mm. when he handed the, her the sword... I was just thinking of it as like a gesture, you know, like he right. was trying to like give us yeah. something in mm -hmm. return for helping him. He and it totally he probably could have been a little bit more clear. <laughs> totally went out of my head yeah. that like he had made some kind of like evil pat. He was a warlock. We knew he was. Yeah, he and did. I took the sword anyway. Mm -hmm. And then it killed Spuck. So I feel bad about that all the time. <laughs> Dang yeah. Hmm. What can you do? Right. I will say this. Backs and times. I will say this. I wish I blew Pharaoh's brains out with my crossbow. I Good wanted to shoot. I wanted to shoot Pharaoh so badly, but everyone was debating on. I'm going to be very quiet <laughs> and just kind of watch the whole thing. And then the next scene after, everything's on fire. And I was just like, man. I really should have done this one. I really should have uh, put my foot down on this. But um, what a very different game. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Yeah, but and it's, I mean, uh, it wouldn't. I doubt it would even be recognizable, honestly, as the game we're playing right now. Oh no! Yeah. Way. Uh, uh, I do think about that. Yeah. How about pickles and ferret? Do you guys have a, a one thing you'd change? Yeah. I think pre-failures, Farrick would probably say, like, oh, don't get caught in the smoke and lose consciousness yeah. and mm -hmm. fall and lose wings mm -hmm. and, you yeah. know, whatever. But... Horrible trauma, yeah. Had that not been... Had that not happened, would have never met Spunk, would have never met the failures, mm -hmm. would have never, you know, all that sort of stuff. Sure. But I guess, like, as far as from when our story starts... 
to when it ends. Um, I think Farrick has been taking these strides to um, connect individually with each of the characters, um, except for Pickles. Like, especially lately. I felt like early on it was going to be like, Farrick and Pickles get really, yeah. like, on really, really well. And I then she died. <laughs> yeah, it, like, pretty much, like, me calling you abomination was the yep. last time we yeah. had on it. an actual conversation. That's the last time we talked, yeah. And I think Farrick feels guilty about that. Like, I want to play that up. Um, and then when Farrick tries to bring Maraz back, you know, not knowing the spell, not knowing how to do it, and just being, like, desperate to try. And somebody mentions that, that, like, I had called Pickles Abomination for Pickles coming back. And Farrick's like, I was wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, is, this is not how, like, we're all supposed to go down. And so I'm trying to weigh this kind of crisis of faith of like what does mm -hmm. Farrick believe from who they were to like how does Farrick care for these people around them and I think like they just don't know how to approach pickles and so I'm like I'm really trying to to be fair she's not super approachable so. yeah. right now. well not yeah. usually ever really but especially not right now but pickles and Farrick really did used to be so close when yeah. she used to scoop them up mm -hmm. at night to like hang out in the tree yeah. that was but that was pickles reaching out a lot of the time like she wasn't waiting for someone else to reach out yeah that's tough that is tough yeah I, I will say that I don't think I picked up on that subtlety that you guys hadn't spoken since mm -hmm. then directly, like one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't know if Austin's noticed it, but like I've been paying attention to it because it's, it's been very, like, every episode, like, we specifically go and talk to other people. Right. Or, like, we, we, there's opportunities where we could talk and we, like, specifically choose to awkwardly go do something else. <laughs> or disengage or say a couple words and leave it at that. Um, so it's kind of just always been sitting there in the background of like, it plus so much shit has been happening that there hasn't really mm -hmm. been a good moment to sit and talk about death because it's just been so prevalent, right? Yeah. That you don't really want to have yeah, that discussion. Yeah, you don't want to talk about it when it's like surrounding you in that way, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For... Well, before we go on to our next question, I will say I did some uh, rules lawyering, and according to Jeremy Crawford, a bag of holding can be opened from the inside. Just It can just be opened. Oh. So well, unless it's so. sealed shut somehow, you can just <laughs> Yeah, he also that. thinks monks are good, so. That's so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian uh, has such strong opinions about monks. He's yeah. so passionate. <laughs> I've for, never for... actually played one past, like, level two. It's one that's okay. just never seemed interest to me. Like other things just seemed Ooh, more That's a good question. Does anyone have a class that they're just like, no thank you? Mine is Paladin. I don't know why. Really? I did no thank you. Mm. I don't wanna do it. I don't even want to try. I always have to talk myself out of playing a paladin because they sound boring. 
I know people sa- love paladins. Like, I, I know love paladins. people who love paladins. And, like, I'm here for it. But I'm just... No, thank you. I don't know why. Hmm. Mine's probably a ranger. I just mm. never want to play rangers because I feel like I could be a... I, I don't know. Just like anything else. Artificer. <laughs> rogue. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking at you, Ambrose. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like rangers. I like them just fine. I just rangers especially are... like having yeah. one in the team. But I just don't want to be him. Yeah, that's this how I feel This is like year that. of like me seeing how ranger Like this, playing Ambrose and I've played another campaign and seen like another ranger. Like I really have grasp like what a ranger should be doing in a D&D game so I really like I think my t- opinion on monks were rangers before and then I started mm-hmm. playing one and then I started playing other roles okay the ranger's actually sick like it has everything it's a utility fighter and it's just like everything that I kind of like playing as a marshal but you get like utility which is fun mm-hmm. but Makes sense yeah mm-hmm. yours is probably monk I take it <laughs> no, it's a uh, wizard or sorcerer. Really? Actually, wizard. Wizard. I just hate like the spell book mechanic, and I also don't like being a tele- intelligence caster, mm. like You're versus like everything our- else. <laughs> yeah, but Bruce is a little different because he's just like a pompous, you know, ass. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just a little different. Maybe sorcerer then. I like playing, playing yeah. wizards, but they always have the problem where they're smarter than me, so I can't do. I can't do justice. <laughs> yeah, uh, playing a sword singer or wizard really changed my mind about wizards. I love mm. wizards; they're fun. They're so fun. I mean, they're they're weak little babies at early levels, but right. God, they're but once fun you get once you get a little. Yeah, once you get rolling, yeah. they're real fun. I, mean, I would love to play a wizard at a high level, but when it's like. One to five, I'm like, nah, I can I'll pass on that. <laughs> so I'd rather have Austin, back some surge. Austin, if you're cool with wizards now, what's your what's your no thank you class? Um, I've tried to me like I don't know. I think it's probably monks. Mm. Really? Yeah. Like I just I I was like looking at playing a monk, and I was like trying to make it make sense on paper. And uh, I even, like, crowdsourced, like, hey, what do you think of, like, this kind of build, blah, 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 all this stuff. Like, everybody kind of shit on me and was just like, just go fight her, stupid. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like, I should yep. just kind of go fight her. <laughs> yeah, Monk is one of those classes that, in my mind, have a little bit of a hard time, like, reconciling them as, like, a fantasy class. Because in my mind, it's always like, there's the noble knight the the powerful wizard, the pious paladin and cleric, and then we've got our friend Goku over here. He's <laughs> a real bad. <laughs> but I know that they could be like you know the the like Friar Tuck type monk, you know what I mean, and like just beat the shit mm-hmm. out of people. Yeah. But um, in my head, it always goes straight to Goku. Just go straight to Goku every time. <laughs> you need more we, sources. <laughs> Definitely. We typically think of fantasy within like a like medieval Western yeah. context mm-hmm. too. Like we don't really like expand the visual vocabulary mm. of fantasy to other things, like other regions. Mm-hmm. Typically, um, and to, unless you like start talking about like like samurai. 
sure, mm-hmm. right? Like that, mm-hmm. then we start like dipping in other, but you don't see it a lot. And it's, it's a shame that you don't see other kinds of like, I don't know, visual vocabularies. Brought mm-hmm. that. I mean, I know that they're, it's out there, but yeah. like, when people yeah. are like fighter class, they always, you know, like it's. Mm-hmm. You're talking like, medieval European yeah. knight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, one of my favorite fighter dudes that ever is in uh, Tomb of Annihilation. You meet this super badass arena dude, and he's from Cholt or whatever, and mm-hmm. he's not like a knight. He's like a badass uh, gladiator, I guess. But he... Cool. Like, now when I think of fighters, I think of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he He's a really cool NPC that you can get in uh, Tomb. He join he, he can join your team. Nice. Depending on your DM, some DMs don't like to have you have like you know hirelings or mm-hmm. dudes that you bring along with you. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's a really cool guy. Um, what about you, Andy? Did you ever say your fave slash least fave? No, just I haven't been playing that long, um, oh. so I haven't mm. even had a chance to play. Like half the classes, I've played a warlock, I've played a paladin, I've played a fighter, I've played a barbarian. Uh, I think that's it. Um, so there's a lot that I haven't even had the chance to try to know whether or not I would like them. Yeah. When um, you build your next long-term character, like the next time you're starting a new kind of campaign, what do you want to play next? See, What's like your- I love playing paladins. I love playing like I have the ones I've played. Like I know which ones I really like, so it's mm-hmm. hard for me to like, especially for like a long term campaign. Like that's why I like playing one shots. Because when I play mm-hmm. one shot, that's when I usually like try something completely different. Because then I can yeah. actually try it. But like it's hard mm-hmm. for me to commit and say I'm gonna do this two year campaign as a wizard when I've never played a wizard before. Yeah. Um, because if I immediately hate it, I'm gonna want to just Screwed. change. Um, I had that or scrap with it. Druid. I I, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with druids. I actually really like druids, but I also it's another one where it's like I don't really want to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I tried it. I was like, I'm gonna try to dru- be a druid, and I made a very ambitious character with a very crazy voice. He sounded like Nigel Thornberry, <laughs> and uh, I just I lost it so fast. I was like, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> Yeah. Set the bar way too with high with that. that yeah, I set the bar right. too high. I should have just been like a guy who turns into animals. Instead, I'm like, no, I'm gonna be <laughs> Nigel Thornberry. I loved my druid. I played a ten year old feral child that crawled out of the woods. <laughs> that sounded like Bjork. That's an incredible druid. Yeah. My God, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I played a feral child once, but he was a barbarian. And he wasn't that a child sense. anymore. He just was at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Feral man. Yeah. <laughs> a feral man who was once a feral child. <laughs> yeah. Went to Feral Academy. <laughs> All right, you guys. You want yeah. another question from the list? Right yeah. on. Yeah, I'm moving on. Uh, let's... let's see. How do we feel about individual questions? I'm doing it. Okay. Ian, it is. Um, how do you come up with these ideas for your magic? Do you like plan them out? Do you write them through the week? Like, talk about your process, because 
Ambrose's magic is always really cool. Or magic. Yeah, um, I, I really so like the way you skin your stuff. I will be honest with you. I make it up literally. Um, I just <laughs> pull up the spells. I look. I have a tons of inspirations of you know TV shows, movies, and stuff. And I try to like put it in the, in the scene, whatever makes sense, but isn't too extremely magical. Um, so like one of my favorite ones that I just uh, reflavored was Rope Trick, which was uh, it was so good. Um, was just funny. like a piece of rope that you just shoot out and it just sticks to a magical hole. It's not really anything incredible, but to me, I'm just like, okay, replace the replace the rope, put a sick chain on it, and then do Attack on Titan. You're, you're you know, zooming across the, the city, and I kind of took that scene from Attack on Titan, and one of the, they gave me a lot of inspiration, so I just kind of like, okay, now I have a crossbow that has a, you know, grappling hook that shoots portals. I'm like, nah, that's sick. And then <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> just replay with that, and then later I'm like, okay, how do I explain that? I'm like, okay, I, I I always, you know, keep a bunch of crap, and then I'm just like, oh, uh, Zeus's blood is weirdly distorted from the decay crystal. So I'm just like, hey, I used this con- concoction and I just mixed it up, and I'm like, oh, I'm sure it works. And then <laughs> uh, other stuff that are more like lower magical stuff. Obviously, I just use my glasses, then I just switch my frames. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's just like you know lower magic level and like less science, um, but that's pretty much yeah. I just kind of I don't really think about them because uh, everything else is like grenades, capsule, smoke grenades, more smoke smoke grenades, um, and <laughs> then up for life. yeah. And then I think my also my other favorite one. It, it's sometimes hard to describe is the silence. But I really like love silence so much because instead of just being like oh this area has no silence can't speak whatsoever i like oh i just grounded up like high condensed spicy peppers and now no one can breathe and speak in this area because it's just extremely irritable to like actually be in this one aura so there's a bunch of stuff that i love about yeah (laughs) yeah i always thought those were really creative Mm -hmm. i've always enjoyed those i really enjoy watching you play a spellcaster because i know that you don't play one normally so i feel yeah, like I avoid you them have as much as possible They're such not... a distinct perspective on spellcasters like half the time i feel like you're like i'm gonna use this spell in this way and we're all like you can't do that and you're like no you can't read the thing <laughs> i watch uh... a crap ton of youtube videos of D. <laughs> like when i'm not playing dnd i'm watching like dnd I'm also working at the same time at my full-time yeah. job. So it's yeah. like I'm just absorbing so much D&D content where I'm just like, tell me more about Rangers. What's the most ridiculous thing you could do with it? And then I'm like, <laughs> okay. And how do I reflavor that as in bros? And then I just keep on pushing through. Yeah. That's good. Um, Let's see. Uh, Oh, Andy. Have past and current events... Do they make you feel like Pick- like is Pickles a different character now from what you thought she would be at the beginning of the campaign? Like how have the events kind of shifted your perspective on So Pickles. When I go into character creation, I put a lot of thought into past, but I don't put a lot of thought into future. So like going into this game, I didn't have a picture of like what Pickles would be at some point because I want the story to lead that. Um, I think it has. So this is this is a hard one for me because when when I brought Pickles in, I brought Pickles in as she is. I knew who she was. I knew what mm-hmm. her goals were in that moment. 
Um, did I think we would be where we are now? No. <laughs> oh. You didn't um, expect to have at least one other person in your head? I didn't That's expect crazy. to be dead, basically, and have an evil king in my head and potentially others and have a sun dragon and an adopted sun sword and be in love with an evil guy. So, like, did I did I have that in mind? No. <laughs> Not at all. Um but yeah, when I when I create characters and stuff like that, I don't put any thought at all. I don't like having that expectation of this is where I want to go because I feel like that limits where the character can go. I'd rather just go into it open every time of let's see how these things come in and let them impact and grow the character. Um, so I guess she's exactly where I thought she'd be because I thought she'd be where the story would take her. Mm. Would you say that like if pickles were to take some sort of like assessment test or whatever that she would score the same or would she be completely different at this point like would you still be a barber if you took the goat what reference (laughs) (laughs) sure it is um no i think pickles is completely different now than she was in the beginning but a big part of that is, like I said, Pickles lost who she was. Um, but do I think if Pickles gets her memories back, she would go back to the same Pickles? No. I feel like enough has happened sure. in that time span that it has changed her enough. And I don't even know at this point, given the choice, if she would want to go back with everything that's happened. She might just... What's gone, especially with Mirage gone... Um, mm. I don't know if she wants those memories back. I think she might just want them gone. Um, yeah. So it's do do I? Yeah, she's definitely changed. <laughs> there's there's no no eternal. choice there. Some some things have st- stayed the same, but eternal sunshine of the spotless pickles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, assessment tests a lot different. I mean, her class has changed, so she's. Her oh, build has true. changed a lot. Yeah. She's a whole different character. Well, I mean, but like, you know, do, are her favorite foods kind of the same right now? Like, as this form? I mean, as her new form, I've been playing it. She doesn't eat. So she has That's not true. eaten since she's come back to life. I've specifically in every place there's been food, either declined food or specifically has not said that she's eaten food. Um, Adalia, do you not eat at all either? Oh, Dahlia eats. Uh, I'm assuming that Pickles not I'm not Crystal Born. No, 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 I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um... Uh, no. So, Crystal Born, full-blooded, regular Crystal Born. I don't know what Pickles is or or how that relates to, you know, the Crystal Born homebrewed race. But regular Crystal Born have... They basically, they have a humanoid shape, they eat, they drink, they grow at sort of the rate of humans um, up until a certain point. They sort of age like elves, so they live like 400 years. But otherwise, they are, um, you know, nothing unusual about them, except I was rereading the... Uh, document the other day, and apparently they weigh like four to five hundred pounds because they're made of crystal. (laughs) crystal, Makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) so they're like rock 
Um, which is interesting. We've never really played it that way, but poor horse who's been carrying around <laughs> Farrakh and Talia all this time. Horses are pretty strong, but I don't know how yeah. happy he is. Yeah, he's yeah, probably very unhappy. Yeah. No. He's just super strong yes. now. It's been... <laughs> I mean, I know Farrakh has like you know, hollow bird bones, but that's yeah, still a lot of weight that for one of... for one one horse named horse. We we split at fifty fifty. Farrakh's like despite being super fucking tall is like uh-huh. fifty pounds. Yeah. Real light. Um yeah. Adalia is just so dense, like a black hole, you know, like just so much weight. Uh, but yeah, no, the crystalborn eat and drink and breathe right. normally. So I guess that is uh, a little bit suspicious about pickles then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She does not eat or drink or breathe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, her, but like for all her favorites, whether or not they're the same, I don't think they are. Um, again, like when she first came back to life, she was just like, do I like apples? I don't know if I like apples. Like, do I like... She's still discovering whether or not the favorite things end up being the same, maybe. Um, But, I mean, she still knows she likes painting, but now does she think she likes painting because she likes painting or because Eric likes painting? Um, I guess that's true. I mean, do you still paint in your style or do you paint in, like, more photorealistic? I plan to have that come up in the next episode, so. Um. So yeah, there's 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 a lot of uh, that's how we got to the smash or pass thing, right? Like pickles being like, well, how do I know which feelings are mine? How do mm-hmm. I know which things I like and what he likes? And um, so I think there's there's a lot of interesting discovery there of figuring out okay, which which one is me? Or are they both kind of me? Or um, all that kind of stuff, which is fun to play because then I get to just pick things. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to uh, explore some more of the machinations of that as we go forward. Mm-hmm. I do think that there's a pretty big reveal, like, right around the corner. Can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> What's this, you say? Big more <laughs> It's always more death. Uh, no more death for a while, please. My I God, literally, I, I got I need a break. I need a. I need a. A moment. That's actually going to be the name of my next character. Is I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. There's just been. We've lost so many people. Mm-hmm. God. See, we lost Evangeline, yeah, and Spunk, and Christopher, and Sword of Pickles, and Navara, and Mraz. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we lose anybody else? The Queen. I mean, we lost the Queen, but what can you do about that? That was her <laughs> hand. No, she was almost out the door anyway. So yeah, yeah she wow. was on death row. So that's six. But six people directly who were like mm-hmm. traveling with the party, part of the party. We've lost six. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not great, guys. It's not <laughs> awesome. Well, 
It is not fantastic. We've lost six people. We have three like, OG what members. <laughs> We're doing great. Yeah. It's pretty bad, yeah. I was I counting just... up the other day for some reason how many funerals we had done, and it was a lot, you guys. It was yeah. many. <laughs> this is why uh, Farrakh runs. Mm. I... I know more to Farrakh runs. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes sense. I... Uh... There's been times where Ambrose has wanted to run so many times, but... Yeah, I think one of the first episodes, one of the really early episodes, I want to say we were fighting some bandits. And... Drug dealers? There were drug dealers, there were, like, trees? The trees? trees. Maybe it was the tree people. Yeah. Uh, But I remember, like... Tyrell and I are used. We're at that point very used to Grant's DMing, and we're mm-hmm. just like, "Yeah, let's get in here. Let's like take some damage. Let's fight. Let's you know whatever." And like Ambrose was running away <laughs> a lot, <laughs> and and now the the script has completely flipped. Where like Ambrose is like in the shit, and Farrick's like, "I'm getting out of here." Okay, goodbye, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel uh, like all of our characters have changed so much. We were talking oh, earlier yeah. about the, how different Ambrose is from the beginning. But, like, everybody has changed enormously. Like, more than I would have expected in the amount of episodes we've had. There's just Ambrose is hungry. Hungry for combat. Like, whenever, whenever you can throw hands, I'll be the first one you can rely on. I'll be in that fight. But it's... Uh, it's crazy how much has changed and yeah. how different our characters are from how much we've grown and also not yeah. grown. So, <laughs> yeah, crazy. I was specifically thinking about how like righteous Ambrose was being when Evangeline tried to kill that guy in the temple. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who <laughs> he would have just shot him. Yeah, he'd have been like he <laughs> would have <laughs> right between sing- the eyes, baby. Yeah. I wouldn't have even had time. Thirty-two editions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's already dead before Evangeline even thinks about it. Uh, and yeah, Amber. So uh, I know that question was for Andy, but like, how sorry. how do you feel like Ambrose has shifted from what you expected him to be? I know that you had like a massive shift when Evangeline died because. That was a big yeah, part. So, so I try uh I took a lot of time thinking about like what would a person who is really skilled at combat and uh just also like an intelligent analytical character too as well, but also et cetera, et cetera, what Ambrose has. But I wanted to like really capture like what pain and suffering is, and that's never really explored in D D ever. So I wanted to focus on creating like a fine line of being like a slight edge lord but also uh being a character that you can always rely on so it's like uh, we kind of had to put up with ambrose's shit because it's like okay at least he's like yeah he, he at least we can like stay at his house you know like it's like <laughs> uh but it's been fun exploring grief and um also really creating this foundation of determination character where this person doesn't really know how to handle the issues that are coming towards them but in a way i wanted to to show that like 
we'll figure it out, like, no matter what. Like, for as long as we are, we're together, as long as we're determined, we're going to figure something out. So it's been it's been a wild ride, but I really love my boy. He's, uh... <laughs> He's such an asshole. I love him so much, just to be very clear. I did not play it for everyone to be such an asshole, but <laughs> it, it was actually too easy being a jerk. And I was like, okay, this is... Uh, I wanted to say with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Very nice. Um, do you guys want another question from the list? Yeah, bring it on. Bring on those questions. Um, all right. So this one's for the group. What are you most excited and or afraid of coming back to bite you? Like, what have we left unsaid, so Pokey. to speak? <laughs> Pokey. Pokey's sure. pretty bad. Pokey's a big one. Pokey's bad. Kelvin. So that's actually, I was thinking about this earlier. That's kind of what I'm afraid of. I feel like I'm worried about what's happening in Mornstead mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> you guys picked it. I know, but that's what I'm worried about. Like, I'm worried that we're going to come back to, like, some horrible shit show, and it's going to be all our fault. Because I wish we just murdered was... Kelvin before we left. Like, mm. I... I talk right there. Yep. I'm, I'm just worried. It's, it's not terrifying. that I think we made the wrong choice by any stretch of the no. imagination. I feel like we did the best we could in that situation. But we did make a huge altering choice for our homeland essentially for everybody mm-hmm. except Farrick and then we just were like peace we got other stuff we gotta do and then we just left and like didn't yeah. Yeah. stick around to see what happened so like I don't I don't know what happened in Northwatch like who's leading Northwatch that was you know Adalia's whole identity for most of her life so like what's going on there and like are the three kings doing okay so I worry about that. I'm worried that that's going to come around and bite us because we didn't like follow up essentially. Yeah. I also one thing I do regret is uh, not investigating the guy that's taking over the Ivory Guard. That was one slip up. I still think about a lot. Like you know, if someone someone's taking over Isaac Busan, of course they're probably going to target the other person's taking over uh, the Ivory Guard. And I wish I kind of looked into that too. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't play all my cards, but I think I I think I was able to psychologically confuse Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, I don't know if you remember it, but the dude seemed like he was also kinda like he was he was really pretty respectful of your father and he was like I'm i I'm stepping into these shoes and I, I think you were expecting him to be like a real asshole. <laughs> But when he came across as, like, kind of respectful, um, he did try to, like, steal from you in a weird way, but you shut him down, and he was like, all right. Yeah, I, I, I like, obviously I gave him a drink at the party because we're at a party and everything, but you never know, like, behind the scenes. Or, like, this mm-hmm. person could be the same, but, you know, a week's worth of travel, this person can be blackmailed and their whole family can disappear, like, disappear, like kidnapped. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of things to worry about. <laughs> I think for me, the faction, the like 
concept that's been like introduced that we haven't really explored enough that I'm most excited about like the ramifications of it is the Knights of the Crystal Crown. Mm. Like that's a good one. Um, yeah. you guys block that out of my mind. Ceremony, <laughs> you let their dragon go. Um mm. you worked with Ravenaugh who they thought was good and you know, you guys know that he's not, but do they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's just a lot of things about that faction that have been left on very ambiguous terms that, like, the next time that you run into them, I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't that. even think about that. <laughs> the fact <laughs> that, like, we probably sh- should have sent back some kind of note to, like, the Crystal court saying like yo this guy was bad because like Mm -hmm. what's that stopping him from just going right back and i don't know i mean he sent him a crystal and shit and everything he's doing his job (laughs) so i'm like oh yeah i didn't even think about that thanks cody (laughs) one more concern to add to the list yeah (laughs) i I already let you step in it i can tell you it's on your shoe yeah (laughs) i guess i just wasn't really because we haven't really heard from them that much, except for Ravenaugh. Right. Like, or Tarsian. Um, but, like, after that initial thing in the temple, where we didn't actually even meet the Knights of the Crystal Crown. They weren't knights, no. they were priests. That was mm-hmm. the Temple of the Crystal Crown. And then Tar- Ravenaugh shows up, and he's like, I'm a Knight of the Crystal Crown, I work with those priests you guys met. And we're like, cool, man. But, like, we haven't really interacted with them so it never occurred to me that they were people you should probably worry that, about like, one that's guy that you guys let get crushed if i remember right like he was like screaming about something as the temple was falling down and if i remember right he just dies in there or christopher's dad no because he he died off screen yeah the the guy that oh the we... asshole guy that i tried to kill yeah. No, that there's guy? another guy. No. Oh, I missed yeah. that guy. Maybe I'm conflating the two. His like Maybe legs guys... were crushed, and we like mm-hmm. helped him. Oh, there was a guy, and you were like, he'll walk with a limp forever. I remember yeah. that guy. Is that a knight? I think he's a priest. Not mm. anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ian, that was rude. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, Cody, speaking of uh, things that you're excited about, Seth in the chat wants to know, uh, like, how different it is being the DM of, like, a, a Homebrew Network podcast versus being a player. Like, how, how oh. do you feel about that? It's, like, 10,000% different. Um, <laughs> as a player, I just worry about, you know, what I'm going to do or say or... I don't even worry about the ramifications that it'll have on the team because that's my play style. I just do what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Grundle didn't give two fucks and Roger doesn't <laughs> give two fucks. Carl gave a, a quarter of a fuck. Okay, yeah, he, he uh, cared. He didn't. Bit. He was, you know, that was a little bit of a challenge playing play. him, actually, because he was such a team player. And that's usually not my... I can't say I'm not a team player, but usually my entire mm-hmm. build, my entire character is like a soloistic person acting in the team. Whereas mm-hmm. Carl was like the leader of the team. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that playing a character is, is, you know, very different than running a show. I mean, I, I started editing the show from day one and I always had like a vision of like, 
what I thought the show was. Mm -hmm. And so when I took over, it was just very easy for me to continue that vision and, like, embrace it and, like, really, um, really draw it out. Um, I would, I would say, like, my, my ultimate inspiration for the show was originally, like, a gripe. I was like, man, Power Word Fail, I'm editing it over here, and I'm like, it reminds me of, uh, daytime television. I'm like, it's the soap opera of the power, of the Homebrew <laughs> Network. And yeah. I'm like, I don't like soap operas. What am I doing editing this? <laughs> uh, they need to get a you know someone with a mind for this stuff. And then, I don't know, somewhere along the line, I just was like, actually, I like this now. And I've got <laughs> ideas for this. And I sent Carlos a few of my ideas, but it was right around the end there when I took over anyway. And... Mm -hmm. uh, once, once it was in my hands, I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly how I'm going <laughs> to pilot this. I know exactly where I'm going with it. I know I know exactly what I'm going to do now that it's my, mm -hmm. like, decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, I guess I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I think that everything's been uh, going pretty smooth as far as the yeah. story goes. Like, I yeah. saw all these, like, loose threads... And I was like, man, I want all these threads to come together in some sort of epic way. And they're like, well, you're a DM now. I'm like, fuck. Now I have to think of the epic way. <laughs> but uh, I think I, I, I'm, I've got a couple of more. It's There's a couple more pieces of the puzzle that I think that once you guys snap those pieces in, it'll, it'll, it'll be like a whole mind explosion. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> Ambrose is gonna be going that's crazy. About. Yeah, that's what yeah. I love. More, uh, more drugs for pickles. You know, that sounds good. No more drugs for pickles, my guy. Yeah, no. No, thanks. Um. Yeah, like yeah. um, as far as uh prep work for the show goes, I uh, I usually work on like my grand scheme ideas like throughout the week, uh the first week that we're off, like right after we stream, it's like a lot like fresh in my head and I've got mm -hmm. all the kinds of ideas popping off. And then usually by the end of the week, I've settled on like, okay, here's the good ideas from that crazy brainstorm session that I had over the week. And then throughout the second week, I usually assemble it into some sort of an encounter, some sort of a NPC, some sort of a, you know, situation that I'm like, oh, that would be great if we could do that next. Or, you know, like, this guy. Uh, Scamandius is a good example of that. He's a character that I've been thinking of for a while, just based off the way you guys interact with NPCs. I'm like, I can't wait. I gotta have them meet a guy like this. <laughs> Did you think we were gonna leave him outside? Yeah, I thought you guys were gonna kick his ass, too, at one point. <laughs> um, when he kept asking you for stuff, and you were like, no, we're not doing that. And then he was like, well, can I get the money then, at least? I thought that you guys were going to, like, listen, now you're not getting the money, and we're going to beat your ass. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I Pickles was about to. Everybody else was a lot nicer. I don't know. Other yeah. than Ambrose shooting mm -hmm. that gnome, which I feel like could be argued with self-defense. I, I sort mean, of get it. I would argue I, it was. I... Y'all would have done it. Y'all would have done it. Yes. Non-lethal shot to the knee. 
Yeah, no, not a not a headshot, no. my guy. All you guys it, it were flying around, but you you two were invisible, walking down the street, and people were just like, "Oh, we see you. We're pointing directly at you." They would have been gone. Greg be would have taken but then two I took souls. An arrow to the knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took an arrow to the knee. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, I don't feel like we're especially violent I mean, towards no, people who to, are not explicitly to violent towards. Hmm. Yeah, I was trying to have mushroom guy too. Uh, push make it, a freeloader, dude. <laughs> a little bit, just be like, how how far can I push you guys? I don't um, feel like we have ever, other than the thing with Ambrose, and maybe I think there's an argument to be made with the drug dealers outside of Northwatch. Yeah, other than that, I don't feel like we've ever resorted to violence unless violence was threatened against us first. I do think those drug dealer guys kind of brought it on themselves in a way, but because mm-hmm. they wouldn't like they could have just left, you know what I mean? They could be like, "All right, this ain't working, we're out," you know. But they kept, they kept pushing their luck, mm-hmm. and then they kept giving you like information about like, "Oh, we've got these very valuable drugs," and like you know, <laughs> man, it just starts getting really hard. To, like, at what point do we not attack them and take their stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the turning point, I think, was when they're like, oh, yeah, these drugs are used for, like, right. the war effort. And, like, like they give, they're they're being used in somehow for soldiers, and it's just like, okay. At that okay, point, yeah, like, I kind of was like, mm-hmm. okay, now you're the enemy. Yeah. But, yeah, I... I just kept waiting for him to stab some. Like, I was waiting for the violence. I was very high alert for Scamandius. I felt like he was going to do something to us. But he never did. He was just annoying. And then we left him outside, which was... And we also have, like, a hard time trusting outsiders now. Just yeah. with literally everything. <laughs> and when a guy's like, hey, you just want to go fight this creature and help me out because I'm feeling depressed? You're like... We're all depressed. Leave me, leave us alone. Do you, like, you want to come to this cave with me? Like anybody's asking us to go to a cave at this point. It's just yeah, like, it's just like no, no, we ain't going no to no caves. Caves yeah. are done. Bad we things happening. You can't take me to a secondary location. Like <laughs> I, I know better than that. You guys know that Pharaoh lives in a cave, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, sure, but like, oh my god, that's the last cave. <laughs> that wasn't this cave. It was a different cave. Um, yeah, that guy. I still, I still want to know what his deal is, though. It kind of upsets me that we left him and didn't like resolve it. Because I want to be there. We're gonna leave, but he's just gonna be there. (laughs) That is always the worst part about stuff like that. Is like, (laughs) you know, sometimes you want to step in the trap so you can see. Yeah, I can see what was gonna happen. You don't want to step in the trap, but then you don't get to know. I did. I don't want to step in the trap. I don't like if he was just some annoying like scam artist on the road. Like I don't want to murder that guy. That feels yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad like we left him out of Everton, though. I'm glad we left him. <laughs> I am also glad we left him because I feel like if we brought him in, he just would have caused immediate trouble. But... Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um. I have a question. This is not from either the notes or or from the chat. Did we miss something with the frog guy, Cody? Um, kind of. Great. There was some stuff that could have happened there for sure. I thought, I thought for sure you guys would have um, 
like in I don't know what the word is, but like I thought you guys would have thought he was really suspicious. And I thought you would have like oh. really investigated him, like maybe you went to his oh, we hometown, just thought it was great. try and find <laughs> out like where he lived. Like I thought you were gonna like pull that guy apart for a second. Um, oh, I just thought he was wholesome. He cared so much about animal husbandry, you know. The other thing I thought is like, well, either they're going to scrutinize him, or they're just going to help him. And you guys really didn't do either. You guys just talked to him for a while, gave him some advice. Um, How did you imagine we would help him? Well, uh, I mean, Atreides brought it up. He was like, "Oh, there's the cisterns." I thought that you would either. Like, give the guy, like, the location of that lake that you guys were talking about, or lead him to the cisterns, or mm. just, just, I thought you guys would spend more time, like, like helping him, or, like, giving him a destination, mm-hmm. or... Like, giving mm-hmm. him practical help rather than mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, I thought think... that you would really, like, be like, this guy's up to something, those frogs are evil, and you'd, like, Aww, you know, really investigate nice. it. I think after Dable the Maple, you have to know that where if you give us like seemingly harmless animals to hang out with, we're like, yeah, I'm down with that. Um, But I also think at least I as a player and Adalia as a character, I'm too suspicious to go too far out on a limb right now for anybody. Everyone Um, we've helped lately has turned out to either die because they're too close to us or be evil. So like... We can't will, get too involved. I will say that, like, if this was a Dark Souls game, you did enough to um, progress his quest, but not enough to, like, push it in, like, a good or a bad direction. Get the magic frog armor? <laughs> yeah, right. You're not going to get the magic frog armor now. You're going to get some sort of weird magic frog sword. <laughs> That yeah. arguably is better for some people online, you know, depending on your build. <laughs> yeah. Ambrose can't get a flying sword, but can get a hopping one. <laughs> That's still kind of cool. I'll take that. You just <laughs> spike it on the ground. It bounces, lands pointy <laughs> in first. Yeah. I've been wondering about the frog guy ever since we left him. Mm-hmm. I felt like there were stones unturned, but I didn't I didn't know what we were missing. I felt like we were missing something and I didn't know what it was. I guess I didn't realize that it was like offering him like super practical help. Yeah, it was kind of just like um I guess I'll just kind of throw it out there. I since you know, I don't think it'll affect his future and you can't uh, alter the past. Mm-hmm. So basically I was looking for some sort of um uh, like a life direction for him like do you guys crush his dreams do you guys help his dreams do you give him do you like show him how to do it do you like give mm-hmm. him a like uh a trailies kind of did he was like uh yeah you know mm-hmm. you can that that they are there it is the city's fresh water but there's also parts that are not fresh you know you could maybe mm-hmm. do it there <clears throat> um especially if it's a food supply you know all that stuff um mm-hmm. I uh, I definitely think there was a future potential for him to, like, move to Mornstead and become, like, extremely wealthy, like, selling frog meat. <laughs> um, 
that was like a possibility. Um, I in my mind I was like, yeah. And then when they go like do their land development thing, maybe he can have like a stand where he sells. Yeah, meat I was thinking about that, but everything up till that point had implied that if anyone recognized that we were from Mornstead, they would like. You know, call the police. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, in a fantasy way. way. I wasn't sure if you guys would take that chance because he seemed so innocent, mm. um, or if you guys would, like I said, scrutinize him and like be like, "This guy's crazy. There's something up with these frogs. He's got some sort of, you know, I'm like we got to find out, you know, like where he's from and why he's doing this. Mm-hmm. And that could have been a whole other thing, alternatively. Um, but yeah, you guys yeah. kind of just chatted him up and gave him some minor advice and like I said I think you have given him enough to move on with his endeavors to the next stage of his quest so to speak but uh nothing like oh yeah his he's a very positive uh experience with you guys and he you know his life has changed for the better mm-hmm. it's kind of like yeah. a lateral move yeah Moving, but not necessarily in a positive or negative direction. Right. Just like, continuing. Just kind of <laughs> continuing. Yeah. Kind of sucking at it. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys feel like that? Like, that we have sort of reached a point where when we try to directly interfere, it usually just goes so badly. Yes. But I feel like we can't interfere. But I also feel like we generally think people are okay unless they like directly prove otherwise. So we don't do anything bad either. Right. I honestly think we save Scamandius by not helping him or yeah. doing anything for him. Yeah. yeah. So I think like sometimes like doing that is better to help people. Telling them the truth or just not doing anything. Like sometimes people just need to go do their own thing to figure it out. A little bit of advice, a little push is enough. But to, hey, uh, I'm about to go, like, having big dreams, sometimes you just need to squash some dreams to let them live, so. I mean, we just keep thinking about Christopher, who had big dreams, we brought him along, and he just died. died. (laughs) Like, no more more babies that have dreams. Mm -hmm. I don't think I can give too much insight on Scamandius, since he's, like, standing right outside the door. Yeah, he literally um, could show up next episode, for sure. You know, I will eventually give you my insights on his purpose, slash what you could have done with him. Mm -hmm. I feel like these these encounters, if we were still in Morinstead, would have gone a lot differently. I feel like a lot of the conversation was because, as Katie said, we've kind of gotten the feeling of, we don't want people to know we're from Morinstead. Right, so, Which I like, mean is, I've done that to you mm, on purpose. Yeah, yeah. But so I feel like if we were to have met Frogman in Mornstead, I a hundred percent would have sent him back to the land to to raise our frog. land. He yeah. would be like putting in the infrastructure for his frog husbandry project in our mm-hmm. land right now. Like he'd already yep. be there. We would we would have him there doing his thing. But yeah, Ordemal yeah. has just been tough. Every yeah. second of it's been really hard. The theocracy is a whole ruthless. Ruthless. I literally felt like every street was being watched for Ambrosino's escape. I have felt more paranoid since getting into the theocracy than I did even when we were openly fugitives in the city of Mornstead. 
Yeah. Like, I'm much more paranoid in the theocracy than when it was, like, posters mm-hmm. of our faces up, like, yeah. traitors, <laughs> treason, murder. Yeah. I'm like, meh, we'll figure it out. And here I'm yeah. like, no one talk to anyone. Like, everyone's a spy. Be really careful. Especially the gnomes. Once the gnomes had magical helmets, I was like, we gotta get out we of here. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> this is the worst place to be. Yeah. So, Farrick isn't actually from the kingdom of Mornstead, right? No, no. Uh, Farrick is from a place that is at the border of the Takari Wilds and the Deathlands. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I I knew that it was somewhere up north. Have we had any indication that, like, how people feel about residents of the Takari Wilds in... I mean, uh, Pickles and yeah. Oasis are also from the Takari Wilds. Oh, Pickles, I didn't realize Pickles that. grew up there. Yep. I thought that they were, like, Mornstead natives. Nope. They grew up... Grow up. Pickles was found way up in the the plains, up near in the oh. wilds, and then was brought up in the wilds, and then came down to Mornstead, and that's where she met Miraz to do her travels. I don't know how I missed that. I missed I had, that as well. Would I had no idea. Thing that Farrah can <laughs> talk about. Yeah, I think yeah. Pickles it, everyone last... remembers it. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem now. Um, yeah, the last time it met, was mentioned was a while ago, like way in the beginning when I think Farrah mentioned she was from the wilds or Mraz asked something about him being from the wilds and Pickles was like, yeah, that's where I'm from too. And like, I think that's the only time it's been briefly mentioned um, that that's where she grew up. And yeah, now yeah she's not gonna remember so <laughs> yeah interesting yeah that's uh yeah sorry i'm just reflecting on that i <laughs> don't know how i missed that that seems really significant right yeah interesting Okay, uh, let's see. Do we want another question from the list? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Here's a question for me from Miles that I'm going to answer because nice. I think it's interesting. <laughs> um, if the group can save Evangeline's soul, do you think she would want the group to kill the prince? I I think that's so dependent on what's going on with Evangeline's soul right now, which I do not have insight into. Like, when Evangeline got dusted, that was the end of my insight into what's going on with her. Yeah. Um, can I talk about that little one-shot we did with Allie, yeah. where we did the dream? So, when Allie was joining the cast, we did a one-shot with her which I believe she briefly mentioned in character as Navara having a dream. Do you guys remember her saying that? She may not have mentioned it, but apparently it was meant to be like her plot hook. So it's not really truly canon, but uh, she like encountered a fragment of Evangeline's soul. And in that scenario, Evangeline's soul did not realize that the prince was the reason that she was like lost. So I think it would very much depend on, like, if we were able to put Evangeline back together, like, what mm-hmm. memories she retained from whatever has been happening to her since right. then. Because 
the Evangeline who was in that like non-canon one shot, she didn't realize what had happened with the prince that like the prince was evil and had like sundered her soul into pieces. Mm -hmm. And when everyone told her that she was just devastated, she didn't believe it. She couldn't like comprehend what was going on. And I, I mean, other than that one really bad interaction she had with him where he told her that he needed or that she needed to kill Ambrose if he interfered with her doing the prince's bidding before that point. He had been nothing but wonderful to her. So, like, I think she's a really complicated relationship. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's also an interesting question. How do we, I mean, the prince was such a huge theoretical big bad in the first part of the campaign. And now that Miraz is gone, how do we feel about that? Like, are we still tracking the prince down? Like, what's the dealio? I got some things planned. I've been slowly (laughs) prepping and acquiring details that I have not shared yet. So uh, hopefully in the next couple of sessions, uh, might be able to progress that. But um, yeah. for me, I'm killing the prince. I'm going to do my very best to fight the prince. Yeah. Um, no matter what, I think even for Farrakh, like your ideals with the prince is like, you know, this is totally against Zorla's bidding. Just, just to steal yeah. souls. Yeah. And me, I'm like, this is totally not Vespa's. And you're also screwing with my two, but like, Two good friends, so. Oh, gotta, Aww. gotta kick this dude's ass. You know that's the yeah. only way. If I'm gonna kick, if we're gonna kick Zeus's ass, we gotta kick the princess. I mean, objectively, they've killed. Uh, I mean, the prince hasn't actually killed anyone that you know no. of. Just steal souls a lot just tortures people for all eternity. Nothing bad. Maybe. Uh, we have no we confirmation. Know. We don't we know. Zero confirmation other than he's asked people for souls. Yeah. Did we agree that there's souls torn asunder and Farrakh was like, yeah, she's definitely like in, in a comfortable position, right? I think that's the assumption, but we've never got the confirmation yeah, I think it's of what definitely the, the going consensus that it's probably mm-hmm. not good. But I don't think there is any, like, you know, a, a, a receipt that you've found where it's, like, 50 tortures ordered by the prince. <laughs> I mean, and every yeah, time yeah. that Miraz asks to talk to, like, Evangeline's soul or his mm-hmm. sisters, it never happened. So we never yeah. got a glimpse into what those mm-hmm. souls what are actually like. going through. They might be being tortured. They might just be in a stasis of nothingness. He's offered a couple times to let you guys see him. And Miraz is like, I don't want to. If I remember right, he's like, I don't want to see. Yeah, him. right. For the most part, he was, I don't want to. And then I think one time he wanted to see his sister, and his sister and didn't, didn't show up. Yeah, it didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Yeah, I don't. The prince is one where I could go either way on. It depends on our next interactions with him. Yeah, I feel you know, the like prince... the prince. Go ahead, Cody. Oh, I was gonna say the prince is a really interesting figure because in a lot of ways he hasn't done that much bad shit to you. I mean. He has obviously done some bad shit to you, but um, who signed the document? You know, whose soul went where, why? Was it the prince's mm-hmm. doing? Or did Miraz and fucking Evangeline sign bargains? With <laughs> right. whoever. We yeah. don't know. Right. And I so, think that the hardest part is that it's the differentiate of what we know as players is what we know as characters. Like, what mm-hmm. I know as a 
player is yeah 100% the prince is bad but what yeah. I know as a player is very very minimal because everything that's almost everything that's happened has been in a dream of those people right so like we have people saying that they're bad but Mraz didn't even really believe he was bad until the end mm-hmm. and we don't I, I think Mraz might have said that he asked to kill maybe Ambrose um but I think that's the only thing we as like player like characters actually know of bad about the prince. Mm-hmm. Um, and I Evangeline mean, was all about the positive. So like the only thing, the only bad thing he ever did to Evangeline. I know we didn't get to spend a lot of time with her and like mm-hmm. see the buildup, but the only bad thing he ever did, other than being incredibly creepy, shout out to Carlos for how <laughs> creepy he made the prince. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Because I had no... I didn't give him any of that. He just ran with that. Uh, But up until that point, he had been nothing but supportive and generous and made her feel less alone and everything else. And all he said was... I mean, I know he said, I need to have my souls or whatever it was he said, which was very scary. (laughs) But he specifically said that if Ambrose tried to interfere again in Evangeline carrying out what she believed to be righteous actions, like killing that asshole guy in the temple, Mm -hmm. if Ambrose tried to interfere again, he said to kill him, which is bad. We can all agree that that's very bad. But, I mean, depending on how deep you want to assume Evangeline was into her like cult devotion to believe. the prince yeah like if she really truly believed he was righteous then i guess there's an argument to, you know mm-hmm. so but other than that one thing he had never done anything to her that was bad he'd never caused her pain he'd never asked for anything in return that all happened and then she died and that was it like that was all we had so and i don't think she ever shared that with anybody like, we all know that as players, but, mm-hmm. like, she never shared that interaction with anybody. Right. right, that's what I mean. We've heard as much good from Evangeline as we did bad for Mraz. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, it's as Pickle's mind, like, this is just a dude oh. that you shouldn't make a deal with. And, like, that's yeah. kind of yeah. where it ends. So, it's really just more of a personal vengeance thing mm-hmm. for Ambrose. Right now. Oh, 100%. Well, if you I guys don't want to go, then I'll, it's totally fine. I understand. <laughs> I'll go by myself. And if I die, at least I tried, you know? That's the road to that road to that path. It's just, mm-hmm. you don't, you ain't screwing with my homies like that. Yeah. So, so is that like his big thing then? Like his big Currently. goal? For Ambrose? Yeah. Don't screw with my homies. No, I honestly have no clue what. For Ambrose, it's like, <laughs> Uh, making sure I think the main goal to make sure everyone in our current group is like alive. I think like <laughs> wherever we're going, like I just want to make sure no one else is like dying. I think like Ambrose have seen so much like horrific experience within the last month of how bad everything has gone with just everyone else, but also not knowing what's going on with. Uh, his mom, his sister, just dad, just like the whole experience is just like there's just too many people dying and make sure that people are 
that are here that he cares about are still there so mm-hmm. like yeah sure like that's a main goal but also like taking on the prince um but also just like making sure that his friends are there too that's honestly sweeter than I was expecting to get from Ambrose right now, <laughs> considering his current character arc. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping in like three episodes, uh, I can get something that I'm looking for. But we'll see where we where we head to. Yeah. What are everybody else's like personal goals? Yeah, that's a really good question. Any personal goals? Uh, figure out what the fuck the Rainbow Serpent wants with me. Uh, Mm -hmm. there was some talk about, like, needing to do something, but not knowing what it was. Um, protecting loved ones, for sure. Um, because, like, we've lost six people directly. Uh, involved and like people and many others <laughs> many many others and I think for for Farrick, it's I wanted to design a character that was comfortable with death like from the very beginning so like someone who had been around a lot of death someone who is prepared to be someone to facilitate funerals stuff like that like that was the main thing because like so many of my characters in the past have been about preserving life that this one i wanted to make a little differently but i ended up coming back around to the other side of that (laughs) and being like no actually let's prevent some death um i've been trying to um this is a special for for the listeners right now like, I've been trying to write individualized songs in case any more wow. people die. Like, I'm wow. I'm sitting here trying to, like, write them out and everything. And, like, it's hard because it feels like I'm writing eulogies for like friends right oh god i'm writing eulogies for Mm. for people who like have not died yet but i know who are going to die eventually Um, everyone will right i mean and (laughs) so i'm trying to figure that all out the terror has his way they will oh god (laughs) um how long do the kiln live uh i'd imagine like 150 years something like that well then barring tragedy Adalia will outlive Herrick by a mm-hmm. lot sure so will. maybe you won't have to do Adalia's if we live <laughs> we'll just leave it to you in a book and be like find someone else when you <laughs> that's painful yeah I think if I had to give one for Pickles, one of her her things that's been consistent throughout has been figuring out what relationships are in terms of, like, what is a friendship? What is, like, what are the components of that? Um, What does that mean? Um, Because Miraz was her first, like, real friend. 
and Raz was a shitty friend. Like, we all know Raz is a shitty. He's a great friend, but he was also a shitty friend. Um, yeah. So just like all her, all her stuff has always been just trying to figure out what what relationships are, what is a friendship, what is this stuff, um, and I think that's that's continuing on now, especially with Ambrose. Because, like, one day Ambrose is super supportive, the next day Ambrose is like, let's put you in a dr- drug-induced, like, coba and just force trauma on you until we find out more lore. To and... help you, all right? <laughs> to help you. <laughs> to that's be what fair, you I'm a, he I'm didn't a know how bun. traumatic it was going to be. Yes, thank right, you. But all afterwards, right, he yeah, was like, sure. let's do it some Afterwards, more. he was being yeah, an asshole. But it was a lot of good information, <laughs> all right? It was a little too good. Um, So I think between, like, all of the current relationships in the party right now, like the the strange relationship with Farrick, where they were close, which she doesn't even remember. Um, so all she really remembers is how his, Farrick has acted since she's come back, which has been very distant um, and a little bit awkward. And then everything with Ambrose, and then with Adalia, and then also everything that happened with Tarsian. Um, Mm-hmm. And just parsing together like what what are relationships, and I think that's that's one of her main growths that she's has is parsing like who who do I trust? Why do I trust them? Why am I being friends? Like why am I traveling with these people? Like where where are the attachments and why? Um, so I think that's one of her her main things that she's still going to go through is trying to figure out. What the hell was all of that with Tarsian, and how should she feel about that? Mixed with Eric's feelings about mm-hmm. Vinny, and how do those interact with each other? Because um, I feel like there's significant overlap there with how how she interacted with Tarsian and how Eric interacted with Vinny um, in the memories, and then just all the the friendship stuff, and now with Pops in the mix, too, um, and all of his interesting beliefs. Um, I think it's just, it's going to be a whole whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I know it's, it's kind of hard for Nathan because he's not here to defend himself, but how does the team feel about Atreides? Suspicious. Um... Pickles loves him. I love Atreides. <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, he saved you guys' lives, so I mean, he's got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adalia is skeptical of him on multiple levels. Uh, primarily, so we touched on it briefly, but Northwatch stomped out any religion. Like, there was no religion in Northwatch. Right. And when she saw religion happening, it was like mothers praying for their children not to starve enough and they still died. Like no, she has no positive experience with religion. She's just seen it as a thing to be punished in other people or prayers to be unanswered. But she has also like the primary reason that she is so concerned about Atreides right now is that as well-intentioned and nice as he seems to be, because he does seem nice. That's the complicated part. He seems like a nice person, like, well-intentioned. But this, like, intense level of, uh, I'm special, and thus I deserve to live while others die, which is essentially what it means to be a god. Like, I'm so important and so valuable that I think I should get to be a god, and everyone else should be mortal. 
like that kind of thinking is what Zeus was. Like, mm-hmm. taken a few extra steps towards an extremity, obviously. Sure. But the base the base thought is the same. And so, at best, she sees Atreides as well-intentioned, but incredibly misguided and on a dangerous path. path. And at worst, she sees him as, like, a Zeos-level threat in the making. Mm-hmm. Well, I... So, like... Your Neither insights are pretty great. good. I'd, I'd say the <laughs> theocracy feels the exact same way. Yeah, the theocracy yeah, yeah. too. Like, all of that is bad. It's all, mm-hmm. at least in Adalia's experience, that has just never gone well. It's always going to go poorly. And so she she likes him as a person, but she does not feel safe with a Atreides around. And I don't know how that's going to affect the party dynamic going forward like i don't know if she's gonna try to like convince him not to follow this path that he's clearly so passionate about or i don't know i'm but excited yeah, to see these miracles um <laughs> yeah whatever he what he better uh walk the walk you know you better show what he's talking about show for uh, miracles happen his every godhead. day <laughs> magnets <laughs> how do they work <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, I definitely think that um, once you guys talk to him quite a bit, he, he's got some more to reveal. I think mm-hmm. he's just waiting till he gets to know you all a little bit better. Great. We'll have to see. <laughs> I'm <laughs> nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> I was trying to be relieving in that information. No. Okay. Guess I'm just nervous. <laughs> How the how do I mean Farrakh and Ambrose are the ones who have like defined faith really, yeah. like traditional yeah. defined faith. Mm-hmm. How do they feel about Atreides trying to become a god? D- does that like undermine how you feel about the gods that you already hold or not? No, I know it'll never happen for Ambrose. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna be a god. I'm like, that's like you know whatever. Like, okay, sure. So like, like yeah, cool. Dude. Yeah, that should be. I'm just like, oh. I mean, I will say, the quote unquote, there's precedent for it. I mean, that's the master's story is that he was just a man. He became a yeah. God. I don't see the we master as a god either. We don't have any yeah. evidence that the master is actually a god. We just have a bunch of people saying he's a god, which is a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. And I then mean, I will say, um, you know, theoretically, I don't think that even if even if you saw it happen. I don't think it should waver your faith because, I mean, you believe in multiple gods, right? I mean, you, you believe that there's plethora of them. There's Zorla, there's... Um, yeah. Yeah, it, but they're based off crystal... Yeah, like, there's like an existing... Well, He's yeah, like a, a minor a deity. Plane, yeah. 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 That sounds like it, a There's no evidence that the prince is actually technically a god either. And mm-hmm. like... For Farrakh, it's like, okay, the the crystals are the actual deities, right? Like, mm-hmm. there there's the crystals, which are the sources of power, and then there's aspects of them, ways that they project themselves into the world, which include, you know, the, the Cybus and the bear mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the fox that Phineas the fox Phineas right. the into. Absolutely. And, like, all these like 
ways in which the deities choose to manifest themselves in the world um so like even zorla like the physical manifestation of zorla for Farrick is not actually like the god itself it's just a name and an image that we put to this power whereas like what i understand of like the theocracy's whole deal and like the the pantheon around like the prince and the dragon and the master and uh, the lover and like all all these like other deities that we Lesser don't deities. really know yeah we mm. don't really know about that the theocracy believes in for more or less like they're just people of like super tremendous power mm-hmm. um which we don't we haven't actually explored how like their lore or how they've developed like we keep talking about the prince but we still really don't know anything yeah you don't about... know much about his origins just as he was a guy named or his original name is Alizar. yeah mm-hmm. got kicked um, out of heaven and so like i think we're due for an ortomolian uh library trip yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. to get get the the origin story because we couldn't we didn't really find anything on it in Mornstead, mm-hmm. um because we were trying to look up the prince from what i remember we were trying mm-hmm. to find some, some information and Mornsteaders are like eh, i don't know <laughs> how much info we would find in the concurrent theocracy though because it feels like to me they would eliminate evidence of other deities or yeah whatever. and how much of what we do find on the master is going to be like Again. real yeah yeah um yeah and what about like with with vespa and everything does the math there, or does any of this conflict with ambrose's like feelings about faith including atreides um i i wouldn't even so for like Atreides saying like oh yeah i'm on to me, I'm just like, okay, like, what? Like, it's not nothing significant to me because I know, like, my religion and my faith is in Vespa. And, like, I also believe in all the other crystal deities. But those are, like, but my true faith is bounded on that one singular god. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything is also based off, uh, like, crystal religion. So anyone saying, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm on the path to godhood, usually that's, like, prince some some scenario or like I found this super magical evil sword that has an eye on it and I <laughs> I've devoured a million souls in Everton or the Theocracy yeah. or something like it's something like you know you have to do something that's still like not necessarily like a god to to like what a god is to what Ambrose is what yeah. Ambrose think it is mm-hmm. makes sense to me I definitely yeah. follow all the logic. But, yeah. you know, good luck. <laughs> for, you know, I'm not going to stop him, you know, as long as he's helping people. Sure. Yeah. I'm nervous. I don't want to, I mean, I know that it's Nathan's character, so obviously <laughs> I don't think that he's going to go, like, full Zeus evil. But, like, Adalia doesn't know that. Like, Atreides mm-hmm. is not Nathan's character to Adalia. And I'm having a really hard time trying to figure out how to get past that in character. Because I feel like Adalia would just be so 
concerned. Right. Well, I mean, I definitely understand your concern. Um, I mean, he is a very strange man who's wanted even here. And, you know, he very willingly is like, no, I want to come with you to to get me, you know, to like, you know, he seems almost a little bit selfish in his uh, endeavors. Like, I definitely see your point. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for Nathan to tell you the rest of his stuff that he's got. Yeah. I, it's like the rest, of, the rest of the puzzle is not on the board yet. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be really great once you guys find out some more about him. I actually thought that he was about to lose it on Scamandius there for a second, but then he was he he rose above it. He... <laughs> That's good. Oh yeah, good. Well, I, I don't mean like uh, like murder him in cold blood or something. I thought he was gonna like yeah. scold him. <laughs> yeah. Tell him about the the ways he to be a proper. Yeah, adventurer or whatever that he was trying to do he's like no you know he's like uh, he just kept blessing him or whatever and he was very um, <laughs> forgiving I suppose of his kind of shitty nature yeah hmm what else do we have for questions um well we have a few more small ones but I don't know when you're planning on wrapping this up. I have been saving for the end uh, NPC Smasher Pass, which I feel like we should just do as yeah, a group. we should do that mm-hmm. as a wrap-up. As the, as the wrap-up question. So is there anything else we want to talk about before Let's we see. do NPC Real Smasher Pass? quick, I do see a couple questions from me on here. Cody, do you have an end goal in mind for the campaign, or are you just going along with the flow? I'm definitely going along with the flow, right? I mean, you got to go with the flow. But I do have a vision of the end game uh that vision changes daily as you guys change (laughs) what you do but all the players are there the set pieces are there you know i mean i i've got a an ending in mind um we just got to get there and hopefully you guys don't completely throw all my shit out the window by the time (laughs) um I the other question too. I see here is, if I could introduce any off-the-wall twist, non-sequitur, what would it be? Um, when I first took over, I genuinely considered a massive, like, earth-shattering uh, catastrophe kind of thing. Like, think like the font of magic being born in Pickles' dream. Something like that happening to the world when I took over. As, like, a statement of, like, you know, the control of the universe has shifted. Um, but I decided against it. I thought that changing... It was already a lot changing, you know. Carlos left. Mm-hmm. Ali was joining. I was joining. Like, it was just so much change already that I felt like stability was more important than some sort of crazy plot twist. When we already had so many loose threads mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I really was more focused on tying everything together... Uh, making everything make sense with all the like changes that we had and then continuing the story at hand that um, I didn't really want to introduce any kind of crazy off the wall shit um, I mean I got plenty of time for that right <laughs> so yeah. I just I feel like if I'm gonna do it it will be down the line not like right as soon as I take over <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, let's see. We've got a few. Uh, Farrick, a, a question for Austin. Farrick not having wings, was that just for character flavor or not to make them overpowered? Um, I think that for me, I was just trying to, uh, so, so Farrick on paper is a satyr mm-hmm. and satyrs have this thing called mirthful leaps. And I had this vision for Farrick as a character. Um, and I was like, okay, how do I, how do I make this work? Um, so that was kind of the impetus. And then I was like, oh, like if I have this particular thing, you know, like I don't have flight, but I have some way that I can still like use what's left of my wings to extend my jumps a little bit um, or something like that. Uh, And then then I just fixated on it being like a story element, like being Mm -hmm. being a background Mm -hmm. element. I don't think I've ever used Mirthful Leaps. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. And as far as like an ability, Mirthful Leaps is kind of bad. It's it's like (laughs) not even five feet. Like it's like add two feet to your jump. (laughs) That's not how D and D works. Yeah, (laughs) two feet's not a thing. Nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like I think it it started as a mechanical thing and then just turned into so much more and. I'm really happy to, with with how it has come about thus far. All right, I like that. Um, yeah. Any chance of him getting his wings back? I don't think it's like off the table, but I also it doesn't seem to be something Ferrick seeks. So. Yeah, I, I think it's like if the opportunity presents itself, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like I don't think. Eric is beholden to their scars. I think mm-hmm. they're like their focus is much more on the people around them than their own problems. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably a little bit of Austin coming through <laughs> uh, the character. Like, oh no, <laughs> oops. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think with with Farrick, like if the opportunity presented itself. Yes, absolutely. Why? Why fucking not? Um, yeah. Hang on, I'm looking at what level druids get regenerate. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> well, there. I was gonna say that's why I don't <laughs> think it's off the table, man. Because you got a Trailies and a Dahlia, and I'm pretty sure one of them's gonna want to help you eventually. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't think that that's something that Ferric would ever ask for like he wouldn't be like hey yeah. i saw you like heal that squirrel the other day that i was trying to cook yeah. and uh any chance you could do that for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh we'll get there we'll get there yeah someday yeah. a very long time from now but someday <laughs> adalia could theoretically grow your wings back i think we have yeah. time for one more question and then we'll Before do the smasher pass, smasher pass. okay uh, let's see. I've got one for Ian, which is, I feel like if any PC, this is from Miles, I feel like if any PC were to retire and not be killed off, it would be Ambrose. 
Have you thought about that? And then I have one for me, which is about like my homebrewed race and if I think it's and my class and if it's overpowered. I'm personally much more interested in how you've thought about Ambrose, but I can answer mine if you'd rather. Um, I mean, I can answer that short in a short way. Um, I don't, I can't, I don't think I can envision Ambrose being the only survivor out of this group. Uh, <laughs> just with the, the innate question. Uh, I do see Ambrose um, retiring at one point. Hopefully that killed off, but I do <laughs> kind of have this, um, I, I do have this, like, I don't know, I have this feeling of, of like, writing Ambrose in this way where he kind of goes up and d- does his own thing for a bit and then kind of, like, discovers more information or whatnot. But I haven't like, never really, like, gone any further than that. It's just a like, thought in my head. But, um, yeah, I would uh, love... I would love for Ambrose to be back in the, like, Busant Manor and studying and researching, but I don't want the home to be empty and that like, his friends Aww. not there. So I think that's kind of a hard question to like accept or to hear. It's Cause it's just like, man. yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, I don't think a bros would even be a rose if everyone was killed off. So I think <laughs> it would just be an absolute <laughs> nightmare of a person to deal with. Um, but I can imagine an old man, Ambrose, like reading mm-hmm. a book. Yeah, I kind of have this, like, sick, like, white beard jacked Ambrose when he's, like, older, yeah. but, like, always trading, like, other secret <laughs> operatives of the Ivory Guard to take down You'd be like evil your dad, units. but the nice version. Yeah, well, nice version. <laughs> better well, when, better when you, in every when way. When dad's as mad as he is, I mean, the nice version of that. <laughs> when yeah, that's true. When your dad is Isaac Busan, anything yeah. else is the nice, nice version. That's true. Literally anything is the nicer version, but... Um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't think, I don't want to even think about everyone. <laughs> I'm the only one retiring. <laughs> Fair. Uh, just to touch on my question really quick sure, yeah. about my, um, homebrewed race. It doesn't say class, but honestly, my homebrewed class was the much more difficult thing that I obviously still struggle with. You can hear me on the recording struggling to remember all of my features, um, the, the race was super easy to pick up. Uh, it's really not a complicated, there's not complicated features to it, really. Um, my class, the Circle of the Crystals Druid, is a little complicated because of the way we reflavored the wild shapes. Uh, there are so many options that it's right. almost impossible to sort through them in like a timely manner in the middle of combat. Um, the other part of this question was, do you think it's overpowered and is there anything you wish you could change about it? I think this is more a question for Cody than for me. I don't feel like it's overpowered because I'm enjoying it. But the big, so the big trade-off with the Circle of the Crystals Druid as we homebrewed it when Carlos was still DM is that you give up your animal shape wild shapes mm-hmm. so that's the that's Which the is detraction that makes druids really really strong that makes mm-hmm. druids really really strong mm-hmm. so giving that up by exchanging you also have access to the sorcerer spell list but you get to use it as a prepared caster so i can switch out sorcerer spell list spells the way i would druid spells mm-hmm. um, and that's like so- you shifting to your different forms 
Well, no, that's just the spell list I have access oh, okay. to when I prepare my spells every day. The different forms. So, Adalia is a fire crystal ancestry sure. crystalborn. All of the different crystal ancestries have different traits. So, the fire crystal ancestry, at a certain level, you have resistance to fire damage, which Adalia currently has. At level 11, she will become immune to fire damage. So in theory, she could drop a fireball down right on top of herself and just walk out of it like John Wick. Um, so, like, there's certain things like that that each of those crystal-born ancestry lines give them. When I take on a crystalline form, which is essentially a wild shape, then I'm essentially plucking different things from oh, all of those ancestries... Cool. And uh, getting to use them for ten minutes, right? So, so I suppose uh, my insight as to like if it's overpowered or not or whatever, it probably seems more overpowered than it is because you get like all the best of both worlds as your class race combo. Mm -hmm. If you were just like a fire crystalborn fighter and you couldn't yeah. shift, um, it probably wouldn't seem as powerful, right? Like, right. you know, you just be stuck. And, you know, fire immunity is great and all, but it, how often does that come up? Yeah. Um, I think the real strength of it is in the combo, class, race, combo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that does seem, like, there's times where I'm like, holy shit, you can do that? Like, that, it does seem strong. I but, agree with you. Um, you know, moon druids can literally be, like, unkillable. Yeah, so, that's a problem. That's, not that's, bad. Uh, <laughs> that's like legitimately overpowered. Yes. Right. Um, I think this class and race combo can be finessed in a way that makes it very OP in certain situations. Sure. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, unlike certain things, like I think there's, you know, arguments to be made that something like a peace cleric or a twilight domain cleric or a moon druid can be so op that it's like game breaking like you can't yeah, function. Literally. I, think we can, right. I think we can still function around adalia it's yeah. just sometimes well, I mean, she's i'm not like, trying to scare you but i could think of several ways to kill adalia i mean yeah, I oh mean, yeah it really um, wouldn't be that hard honestly right. adalia I, I think, usually just stays far enough back that she's mm, not in the mm, direct line right. of fire i think the reason it seems so, so op is just from knowing all the options that right. you have mm -hmm. you have options, options for every single situation yeah like you have options for combat you have options for role play you have options for getting us away you have options like i think mm -hmm. that's where it seems so strong because mm -hmm. you you can literally pick something for any situation and have it Basically, right. knowing that list, especially at higher levels once we get there. And I don't once know if get you're, there, yeah. you're homebrewed to get the level, like, 13 abilities, too. Mm -hmm. Then I will say... I, I only go up to level 8 on the the shifter, or on the... the okay, because oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that, yeah. knowing what you get, what some of those get right. at level 13, mm -hmm. I was going to say, if you get those, then yes, then at that point, no, I would say it would OP. The crystal um, shapes only go up to level 8. Mm -hmm. The thing I get at level 13 is that I can start giving, so I can take a level 8 shape, and then I can give a level 6 or 4 shape to somebody else. What? So I can share stuff. That's fucking insane. Right, so that, I mean... But I like it's support part... shit, though. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I don't yeah, think cool. it's OP as in game-breaking, but I think it's it's so strong because 
you literally have something in every situation that we go yes. into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do only have two wild shapes, and unlike normal wild shapes, they only last 10 minutes. It's more like mm -hmm. a star's druid, you know? Mm -hmm. So I can't take on, like, pass without a trace for an hour or sure. mm -hmm. whatever. It's a 10-minute thing, um, taking, like, a starry form. But yeah, I think there's arguments to be made. Actually, when Cody mm -hmm. took over, I sent you all the stuff, and I'm like, if this is too OP, you can tell me. <laughs> we can like, yeah, no, and I didn't see anything in there that I was like, oh no, we gotta take that away. We gotta stop yeah, that. yeah. Like, so it's all, it's all pretty good stuff. It just seems like a lot because I mean, it's so versatile. Can, yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's what it is. Um, the versatility of the the crystalline shapes is it seems so OP because it can be applicable to so mm -hmm. many things. I mean, I play in homebrew where, like, Heavy Arms Oliver literally can, like, destroy, like, do, like, nine attacks a turn. I've been in, like, uh, Sanity Damage where, I mean, Abraham is capable of very powerful magics that I, as Warlock, I mean, I feel like I'm getting spoiled on Warlock because I'm like, man, you know, uh, this is pretty powerful, <laughs> but I don't uh -huh. think they're that powerful. It's just like my mm -hmm. custom shit. But um, I, Nathan's famous quote is, the more powerful you guys are, the more powerful I can make the bad guys. Mm -hmm. so, exactly. That's right. fun. It's fun. I mean, we should bear in mind that Adalia, with all of her OP stuff, we still lost six people. Yeah, and right? five of them mm -hmm. were on her watch. That's true. Like, yeah. she spends a lot of combat healing people because that's just... Right. What I don't, th I don't think before. a lot of the strength of that versatility is combat based. No. I think oh, a lot of it is the it's role play. Very RP based. Right. It's very RP. Yep. I could mm -hmm. see like you know if we if everyone was purely vanilla and we didn't have any anything going on, I could see some players being like, "Man, that's strong." That's but a everyone's yeah. kind of got some fun stuff, mm -hmm. so I don't think it's too crazy. And like you said, it's not super combat oriented, so mm -mm. I don't think anyone feels inadequate on the field no um, no right so you know i wouldn't say it's like too op or like a problem or anything like that no not at all yeah but it, it is incredibly versatile i don't know how well it would work like out in the wild world right you know just people being able to do it but i feel like it works okay in our party mm -hmm. but yeah i can see why that would feel weird um, right, and then on to the finale. Okay, so are we playing this in the traditional way? Yes, or are we... this is okay. traditional Smash or Pass. What are the traditions? Oh, it's just <laughs> Smash or Pass. Like, uh, would you smash, smash or, or would you? Right. Or would you pass? Um, and everyone has to do it in character. So, like, would Ambrose smash or whatever? And then I believe Andy said something about Cody playing as Kelvin. I just think oh. it would be funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Do you want to play Smash or Pass as Kelvin? <laughs> Kelvin's sexuality. I don't... <laughs> I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into that. Uh, uh, Kelvin gives, like, chaotic pan energy. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I would agree with that. I feel like everything is just Smash for Kelvin. Yeah, just as Lincoln Smash. Lincoln Smash. Smash and Smash. Yeah, I could give you Kelvin's <laughs> insights. I don't see why not. All right. So, the first, I, I made a list. We can add more to it. These were just who came up on the top of my head uh, for major NPCs. Starting with Nora. Smash or pass? Pass. 
Smash. Mm. Smash for Adolia. Ass. No context required, Kelvin. Smash, <laughs> smash across the board. We know. Uh, Zanzibar. Ah, <laughs> a reluctant smash. <laughs> An enthusiastic smash from Atolia. I, I just don't Zanzibar know what kind of uh, magic items he'll pull out of what. Right, the, it's you know, complicated. It's a risk. Uh, pass. pass. I can't imagine his voice <laughs> orgasm. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm having one. <laughs> uh, uh, the humanoid version of Strudel. Thank you for the clarification. You're welcome. The clarification the on humanoid. Uh, hard pass. Cannot trust it. Hundred percent smash. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, pass from Adolia. He doesn't seem present, you know, and I like someone who's in the moment. He'd be looking at his own reflection in the right, pond. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yes. I, I think Kelvin would be in so far for everybody. I don't see why not. If he met a beautiful fae creature that was one minute a horse, the next minute a beautiful man in a pond, I think he'd <laughs> slide in. He'd take his robe off and get in the pond. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. Well, look yep. at it. Beautiful <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one could be seen as a controversy. I tried to leave villains off of this, so I guess. It's oh no! Put villains in. Dependent. Yeah, oh, villains in. in. All right. Okay. Let me let me adjust. Okay. Um. All right. Don't so next, Miss Scarlet. Oh, Miss Scarlet! I gotta put Miss Scarlet. Scarlet in there. Go put the dads in there. Daddy Abernathy. Oh, Daddy, Daddy Abernathy's. Not. Daddy Abernathy and Daddy Busan are already in there. Don't yeah, think I yeah. would leave them out. Um, okay, so the next one up then is Marcus. Pass. Pass. Uh, a respectful pass. A tentative smash from Adolia. I respect the passion, you know? The absolute devotion. It was weak. <laughs> I think Kelvin would say he's a that's, dirty farmer. That says a lot about Adalia. Yeah. yeah. Adalia is not a super healthy person. I, <laughs> I hope everybody's aware of that. Like, she is not. Um, I feel like, oh, I don't know how he ended up this far on the list. We're going to move him down. Uh, next up is Miss Scarlet. Smash. Smash. Smash, of course. Smash. Kelvin would smash. <laughs> The the first universal smash. I'm gonna put that in there. Uh, uh, hot vampire lady. I don't know how you can. Yeah, Literally, yeah, yeah. Give me that and a witch, and I'm happy, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, universal really? smash of Miss Scarlet. Cody is yet that. to give us that a witch hot witch. Movie. What a are you witch. doing, Cody? There's a witch. There's a great not a hot girl. witch. Not a, a hag. We need maybe, a hot witch. Maybe she used to be hot. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Unfortunately, next up, Zeus. Pass. 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 Is this previous or is this decayed form Zeus? This one previous form Zeus, full wow. of like money and power, but also you know a genocidal tyrant. So. I I never fell fell for the uh, like Hannibal 
like hot Hannibal thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. it's a hard hard thing to pull off. It's it. You have to walk a very fine line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Kelvin was really interested in him when he was younger, like when he um like you know put him in post and like mm -hmm. when he was telling you guys that he used to be a cool guy and all that stuff. I think mm -hmm. he I think he used to find him very attractive. They definitely hooked up at one point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. My bad. Do um... that one shot. <laughs> all right, this is who I thought was going to be our first Universal Smash, Vilvanus. Oh, smash 100%. 100% smash. I mean, the last four letters of his name spell anus. So. It, it's so true. <laughs> Vilvanus smash. Vil Vilvanus. Vilvanus. Um, I'll pass on that one. I honestly don't Thank know. You. Situational shocking. smash. Situational smash. I mean, he gave us croissants in the morning. Yeah, like that. <laughs> and presents. Kindness is, is really not nice. people's things. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Kelvin would do a political smash. Mm. Situational mm. smash, political smash, unabashed double smash from Farrakh and Adalia. I would need a third person there. Like, I just, just Vilvanus, mm, it wouldn't party. happen. <laughs> yeah, a third party. That makes sense. I want to take Vilvanus's pure sexual energy mm. uh, divided somehow. <laughs> He could probably handle a couple. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, sorry, I just had a very intrusive <laughs> thought about Farrakh and Adalia and Vilvanus having wow. I'm so sorry. It Artists, just totally took You me know what to do. I'm so <laughs> sorry. It just took over my brain. Um, all right. Next up, ooh, Isaac Boussat. Hard pass. Smash. Only if Pickles. Ambrose's calls me stepdad. <laughs> oh no! Um, obviously pass. a, a, yeah, a pass. pass for my dad. <laughs> yeah, I was, you don't even have to answer. I, mm -hmm. I think uh, you get a pass. I think one. Kelvin thinks Isaac is too domineering and scary, and wouldn't he would? De Kelvin's the wants to be the dom, and you know he wants. <laughs> I don't think that he would like Kelvin. a big scary man telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. That's he would, fair. He'd be like, uh, now, if he got him in the, if he found out that he was like very sub in the bedroom, <laughs> I think he could go for that. But I, I just don't. Too much. This is too much. This yeah. is too much. I don't need it's to hear your dad. any more it's about your dad. this. I'm so this sorry. Dad, We're right. letting it go. Um, <laughs> I'll let you kill my friends, but I won't let you talk about this. <laughs> All right. Next up, Cornel Cornelius Abernathy, who is my former PC's dad. So, like, however, I would totally smash Evangeline's mom. I'm sorry. No! Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> He's dead, Ambrose. Frankly. He's dead. It may have happened. We don't and know. And she was mean. You know, Gross. No way. I don't believe it's not, you. It's not canon. It's not it's canon. Not I do not canon. believe it at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let that woman rest in peace. She got genocide with <laughs> you guys. My God. <laughs> She's earned her sleep. Let her sleep. Is that the Universal Smash? Another think, political smash from Kelvin? I, I kind of think Cornelius is like too much of a rival for him. Mm. Um, oh, I think he likes to lovers is so good though. I That's mean, true. maybe, but he definitely does not like him currently. Yeah, maybe when they were young and impulsive. 
sure when he was a younger man uh mm -hmm. cornelius and and uh, yeah. kelvin was still very important back then so you know maybe he tried to impose Sleep himself the in that way yeah mm -hmm. um I, I i get this feeling that kelvin's a bit of a a like a pusher like he'd be trying to make the moves he'd be trying to be on top mm -hmm. Uh, I feel I, like if Cornelius were trying to sleep his way to the top, he would have been the one being like aggressive. So maybe that wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. Um, all right, well, too many red flags. Get him yeah, out. so yeah. many red flags. That's almost a universal pass on Cornelius. Uh, next one, Cody gets to sit out. Kelvin. Uh, I don't. I would not smash put Kelvin out from for smashing himself. Just because I mean, that's true. That's true. He would. That's a little That's valid. I'll pass on that one too. I'm gonna pass on Kelvin. It would be just such a unique experience. I'm sorry. <laughs> no thanks. I think Can you imagine got wild magic going off. It would you be a story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that he's got like a very, very, very nice bedroom, but you have to like walk through his trashed out office to get there. Hey, don't mind the mess. Let's go right into the bedroom. My God, I sort of forgot what his voice was like. Oh yeah, he has holes in the walls. No way, not in a million. You have to have have that painting of the evil guy staring down at you. Yeah, I mean, my other consciousness is in love with that man. So, oh yeah, that's like a whole nother experience for you. Fair enough. Yeah, I just look at that painting. That's fair. You'd be okay with that. All right, moving on. The Rock of Bristol. Pass. Pass from Pickles? I was not expecting that. Yeah, I thought he was your type. I thought he was your type. He's like a big, muscly, oily, handsome dude. No, that's, that's not Pickles' type, though. It's just what, what is? has been perceived. Pickles likes really <laughs> tall dudes. Pickles likes really confident dudes. The but the thing about the, Rick, the Rock of Bristol is he's so fucking full of himself. Mm, oh, okay. That's so not the type of confidence. You're wanting, you're wanting more like a himbo energy than like Jonathan like Bastille. No. <laughs> yes, the Jonathan Bastille energy. The Jonathan Bastille energy versus the Rock of Bristol. Okay, he's right, the, the same list, thing with Jonathan like, Bastille. Right, that's Jonathan why I should smash for Isaac Moussat and for I'm like so she's the the powerful. <laughs> confident but not oh like God. rock of a stall like he fucking he's a he's a wimp behind it we all yeah. know it yeah you smack he, him he cries yeah. like um yeah, we true. need to rewind and go back to jonathan bastille smash 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 yeah uh that's Tell me so <laughs> that's me i would smash myself <laughs> <laughs> All right, so far our two universal smashes are Miss Scarlet, who is dead, who Adalia sucked her face off and pretended to be her, and then Jonathan Bastille, who... Who never existed in the universe. Never existed. Who never existed, but We're it's all great. forever in our hearts. What about the dagger? I can't say that because he's my brother. He's your brother. Um... Mm -hmm. I didn't <laughs> think to put him on here. Not dagger. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Pass for Adalia. No, thank you. Pass for Farrick. Yeah. I bet you Mraz would. Mraz oh, Mraz would 100 Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Said smashed it basically everybody so far. Um, I don't know if he would have smashed Nora. He seemed overwhelmed by Nora. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Just everyone else, though. <laughs> Maybe not Cornelius. Definitely Isaac Boussat. Absolutely Isaac. <laughs> yeah. Probably not Kelvin, actually. Definitely not. No, that's true. Not Kelvin. I don't think he'd go for Kelvin. Yeah. Probably yeah, everybody power else, word fail, chill. Next power word chill, we're yeah. going to have to get Nathan to answer these ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pass on dagger, but we do think Miraz would mm-hmm. would smash dagger. All right, last one, Commandius, pass. pass, pass, get him out of here. Pass. Who even are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Kelvin would be like really confused who they are, but um, I don't think he'd be against it. <laughs> They're like live, hairless. Sure. I. <laughs> Sure. Is Scamandius right. hairless? That was yeah, not I, mentioned until right he, now. Uh, I do think I mentioned he was bald. You did. You did. That's oh, yeah, not, you did. Uh, that's not hairless. Really? Yeah, well, that's like, I'm days. thinking, like... I mean, hairless. you never saw him without his armor on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. That's so true. <laughs> You're so right. Oh my God. I'll tell you, based off of my, like, um, what do you call it? The inspiration for Scamandius. He is he's hairless. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh no. Oh wait, wait, wait. One I don't more. know Sorry. why you know that. Just well. like waxed smooth. Yeah, or he just, just doesn't grow hair very hair. much. He's oh. just like very fine. Okay. I don't like the difference that. between that and like like I wax religiously. Oh, no, know? yeah, he doesn't like yeah. have like great grooming. He was just like born with like very like light thin mm. hair. See, I feel I, like you mm. thought a lot about Scamandius's body hair, and I'm very <laughs> concerned. Oh, we didn't see, talk I enough about, about the Scamandia other ones. You can see it's obliques right. under his armor. Oh, dear. <laughs> ne- ne- next time we play this, we gotta play Bush or No Bush. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh my god. I mean, it's medieval Europe, yeah. theoretically, so I don't know. It is fantasy. Yeah. Um, we can think what about it for later. What is it? Press the digitation? Could you press the oh, digitate yeah. your bush away? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If no. this but I do have a magical tinker and magic item that can. I'm sure there's a magic mm-hmm. item. And yeah, awaken. I'm sure... <laughs> awaken. No, absolutely not. Too I'm bad. unhinged. You, y'all yeah. gotta. You, yeah. y'all gotta I will put here. down uh, Marcus's wife too. Just a side note. Would she was a ghost. She was a ghost, and then a yeah, dragon. but you could see her like as a human later, like in the past. I would, but smash yeah. as dragon, smash as ghost, just smash, smash. Yeah. smash. I, I, I imagine Marcus's wife was pretty attractive. Yeah, she was oh, a yeah, dragonborn, definitely. but doesn't. Um, I mean, they were friends with Vilvanus, if that tells you anything. They were probably having <laughs> oh, they were probably having really <laughs> yeah. interesting sex together. But she was a dragonborn. Doesn't Ambrose hate? Dragons? No. No, I hate dragons. I don't hate dragonborns. He's, he's smart enough to know that there's a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. We I can do explore. remember that coming up with Ghoulbar, actually. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Any other NPCs we need to smash or pass? Or did we... Did we get all the high points? Uh... I think that's all the major ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all the big, the big names. 
Come on, Cody, throw more hotties at us. Yeah. I guess. I'm waiting for those witches, man. I'm waiting for Ambrose's yeah. like romance art. The master is just a really hot witch, actually. Yeah. Oh no. Witches, huh? Okay. I can see why you're called the master. Please don't. <laughs> <do this. laughs> oh no. Uh, Ambrose, no. There's the end of Ambrose's story. Yeah, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're Shut up. <laughs> Wow. Cody's like frantically taking notes. Yeah, it's like, okay. is thick witch. <laughs> Master is thick witch. That's what we take away from this. <laughs> Apparently, everyone here likes witches a lot. Okay. Who doesn't? <laughs> okay, I guess. Seems I don't bad. know. Seems bad. Never really hmm. thought about it too much. Ew, someone, someone in the chat wants to know if we would smash or pass the prince. Smash. No, pickle! I mean, you uh, can literally be whoever you want, right? That's I mean, true. You can, Possible you make your hate smash. True. Hate no. smash. Thank you. Thank no you. No hate smash. Ambrose is over there with me, smash. If it gives me like an hour to be with this person just to kill them, so you can I will kill hate them? smash. All right. I have to. Yeah. God, you got a snuff video at the end for Ambrose? I, would, oh my God. I didn't say snuff video, but I did say honeypot. I would be a honeypot for this. Oh, dear. <laughs> Woof. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that was a weird note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I think it was really funny. Uh, we'll have to ask Mason, Nathan in the next Power Word show. Uh, Universal Smash, I think, from uh, Maraz, except maybe Cornelius. I don't think he'd go for Kelvin. I don't think he'd go for Zanzibar. Maybe. Oh, he'd go for Zanzibar. Who are you thinking? Zanzibar was super into him, and he was just like, yeah. I I remember him being a standoffish. But, hey, you know. It's canon that Zanzibar wears like a... It's canon that Zanzibar wears like a mustache ride shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It is now. Yep. 100% in oh, like sparkly yep. purple. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Glitter purple, for sure. Yeah. He actually has a glitter purple mustache. <laughs> yeah. To go along with the shirt. Oh, oh my no. God. It's in my head now. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks everyone for joining us on our uh, <laughs> special Power Word Chill here. We'll be back to our we normal recording. Uh, attack on this one, folks. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back to our normal recording schedule next week, or in two weeks. Uh, I, I think for releases, there won't be any kind of a gap, though. There should not be a hiccup, so um, our normal podcast releases will continue to go out um, as normal, and there will just be one week where this is the recording instead of a normal episode. But Hell we yeah. won't be missing any weeks, and mm-hmm. the videos should continue to come out weekly as scheduled. Or bi-weekly, sorry, as scheduled. All right. Well, you heard it, everyone. Make sure to join us in uh, two weeks for our regularly broadcast live show. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, everybody. Really appreciate it. Uh, Till next time, uh, make sure to jump in our Discord, discord.gg slash podcast. Uh, got a really great community going love to hear from you love to hear some insights on whether you would smash or pass any of these people on this list I mean you know uh, (laughs) the fans need to speak (laughs) 
they do. Uh, but where was I? Uh, if you got two dollars laying around, make sure to uh, go check our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TheHomeBrew. Two dollars gets you access to all kinds of stuff, and it goes a long way for us. All the support helps. Mm-hmm. Um, this live show is a homebrew live show, and we've got a homebrew sponsor, Fanroll Dice. Go on to FanRollDice.com, get yourself some dice. Promo code HOMEBREW at checkout. Get 10% off everything on the website. And uh, until next time, remember, you are loved. You are loved as much as the crew loves Zeos. Turns out a bunch of, a couple of you guys would smash him. I mean. The the only universal smash and Jonathan Bestie. Oh yeah, Miss Scarlet and uh, as much as everyone loves Miss Scarlet and Jonathan Bestiel. And you are as important as God, you're as important as a uh, Strudel. We're gonna find <laughs> out his secret origins and his secret purpose <laughs> coming up. So that's a exciting thing to keep your ears open for. And you matter. You matter as much as a uh, God, doing these live is real hard. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, you matter. You matter as much as a... God, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. What did we talk about? We talked about so much. Matter as much as Pokey. Chama, Pokey. (laughs) He's the most important character. Uh, I think he's the most uh, wild card character that I have no idea what you guys are going to do with him. So I'd say that that's pretty important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you all next time, folks. Bye, guys. Bye. I love you. Thank you. Thank you.